37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Pixelated Paranormal, episode 98. Getting close to that 100, baby. Inches away. That's going to be a pretty awesome milestone, I think. It is. I never I never thought we'd hit 50, so the fact that 100 is coming up is uh, pretty great. And I'm, I'm super excited about the topic uh, for the 100th yeah. episode. So. Hell yeah, dude. Daddy's already done that research. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you did your homework early, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have done part of mine. Um, I have to basically just brush up on the story yeah. that I want to cover and then uh, need to watch the documentary Steve's going to go over. But yeah, did, did we mention what that topic was going to be? Uh, haunted rock and roll or like haunted music. It's basically what stemmed this topic was um, Steve had come across a, a story about Robert Johnson, who is a blues artist. But he is also the inspiration or kind of like the godfather to modern day rock and roll. So like all your 60s and 70s, um, even like 80s and 90s, all those musicians, um, they all listen to Robert Johnson. So in some way, it affected rock and roll music. So even Elvis, who's considered like a giant thief of uh, black music, um, right. who really made that popular that type of rock and roll popular even he as a, as a child would listen to robert johnson recordings and uh so robert johnson's like the founder of basically rock and roll and uh, he's got some paranormal background and that stemmed us on to wait a minute there's all sorts of like haunted rock and roll stories with these bands and um it really got my juices flowing so i'm like fuck it let's do it <laughs> right Heck yeah, man. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty stoked. I uh, I found some stories too that kind of coincided. I really wish though we hadn't ever done the David Bowie stuff, but we could maybe rehash that. Yeah, you re- you can you can never have too much uh, peppers and booger <laughs> sugar. So <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, man. We uh, we'll find some more stuff. Maybe some yeah. more stuff to add on to that. You know. That oh way, yeah. That way it's worth reopening the old uh, David Bowie book, but. Hell yeah. Well, speaking of topics, um, tonight's topic is another easy listening show because, uh, quite frankly, I've got a really great one coming up that we're going to record in just a couple of days about some really um, particularly bizarre abduction cases. But um, Shayla and I went out to the winery here in uh, Wichita, out to Grace Hill for a yoga class with our friends, um, Aaron and Mitchell, and it was a heck of a lot of fun. So drunk yoga? You know, you can do it either way. Like, we got, this is the second time we've done it out there, and I don't think I'd like to drink before yoga, because, you know, it's a lot of concentration, but maybe it'll limber you up more. But, you know, last time, they made the joke about how, you know, we're drinking after the class. When we showed up today, people already had, like, wine glasses halfway, (laughs) halfway empty, but... <clears throat> yeah, it was a lot of fun. But yeah, you do yoga for about an hour and then you get a wine or a wine or two, a glass or two of wine afterwards and just kind of relax. But man, we took a spread. We took some crab dip, some chicken salad, some uh, capri salad. Damn, and, son. Uh, yeah, dude. We had a little picnic. <laughs> 
little picnic in the sun with our wine. I felt pretty bougie. I shot kids with paintballs today, so I mean that was my Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. How did it go, man? Did you? It uh... went. Pre- it went pretty good. Um, yeah, hell yeah. I- I'm out of shape, so mm-hmm. running for cover. Um, if I was in the middle of an actual war, I would be dead right away. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. It's a good um, thing you had this drill that you got yeah. to run. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I did pretty well. And then, like, the second to last game, um, we were doing, like, attack and defend. So um, our group of adults were the attackers. Mm-hmm. And um, they had everybody, like, basically are the attackers pinned down behind, like, two or three barricades. And mm-hmm. uh, the guy that I was with, like, he's like, I'm out. And uh, this kid was like, kind of like popped his head up and didn't see me. So then like he started to turn around. I'm like, oh man, I only have like four paintballs left. So then I just got up and was like, bam, bam, bam. (laughs) I just like (laughs) shot him like three times in the back. And then I'm like, I'm out, I'm out. So it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. God, I haven't gone paintballing in so long. Yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. So that might be something we do is like, uh, as a group one time, like get a group rate and go out there and just Dude, that'd be fun. Hell yeah. Fucking blast all the guys with paintballs. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can do something locally. Kinda like we did in Omaha, but do like a Wichita gig where we get together with some listeners in Wichita and go do some paintballing, man. Some yeah. paranormal paintball. Yeah. Maybe get somebody in a Yeti costume to kind of troll around. <laughs> <clears throat> we'll dress yeah. Steve up as a Yeti since he's not here. He can't speak for himself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he doesn't get a vote. Uh. Uh. Yeah, hell, that'd be awesome. Yeah, we uh, after that, we took a little nap and then went out to play mini golf with our niece. Our niece just uh, graduated kindergarten. Oh. So we, yeah, went out to, uh, oh, what's that place? All-Star Sports and played some mini golf and just kind of played around there for a while. But yeah, what I'm getting at is I didn't have time to polish up the notes for that episode. So we're going to be horsing around with conspiracy theories on this episode. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> and uh, we'll just be kind of, we're going to do a little bit of a quick run through of some classic uh, conspiracy theories. Basically, I have a, a list saved on, I think, like Insider or Ranker of like the top 35 conspiracies. So we're going to cherry pick through there. We're going to just barely kind of glaze over a couple of them that way. We're not going to do too deep of a dive, so if you want to go farther, you are certainly welcome to go deeper into some of these, but uh, we're not going to get too crazy. Yeah. We'll just uh, glance over a couple of them, but um, I want to give a a little hearty shout out to Isaac. Our buddy Isaac is actually um, abroad right now in Germany for work. He got sent up there uh, to do some stuff for the uh, the job he works for, and he's going to do his best to hopefully snag a couple paranormal stories while he's up there. Whoop, whoop. So if, yeah, if everything goes to plan, we'll have some pretty fun stuff. And if not, uh, it's still pretty awesome that you're in Germany. So when you hear this, he'll be home by the time he hears this. I yeah. Think. But, uh, yeah. If not, if you're listening to it overseas, have a German beer and imagine we're sitting there with you. <laughs> he just texted me and told me, he's like, man, I love Germany. Actually, at the hotel, it's cheaper to drink beer than water. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, man, maybe we should take a huge trip to Germany. Mm. Oh yeah. Well, dude, why don't you start off with some news for us, real quick, and uh, yeah, the horse part of this episode. So, from her favorite new news site, theworlddailynews.com. <laughs> when the facts don't matter, you are fake news. In Kenya, 
Chinese tourist is arrested with 300 zebra penises in his luggage. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> how, how oddly specific that is, too, yeah. zebra penises. Yeah. Well, officers of the Kenya Customs Service Department have arrested a Chinese tourist attempting to board a flight for Shanghai after finding a total of 510 genitalia organs from wildlife animals in his suitcase. 37-year-old Ming Zhang Wang ha- was arrested this morning. <laughs> I probably I thought you were going to say Ming Zhang Wang. Wang, yeah. say, There's no way that's true. Oh. Anyways, that guy was arrested this morning at the Jomo Kenyatta Airport in Nairobi while carrying two suitcases full of animal penises. The genitalia organs come from a variety of animals, 309 from zebra, 46 from baboons, 31 from buffaloes, 27 from giraffes, 14 from lions, and uh, 21 from pink flamingos. So there are a crap ton of eunuch animals over in Africa right now. And a few (laughs) penises were so badly preserved that their nature was impossible to identify. So they were just like, you know, salty, you know, chips, skin chips. (laughs) Skin chips, jerky, you might call that. Yeah. Kenya Police Commissioner Matthew Atiri commented the case this morning, saying that more arrests could take place over the few days. We know that local poachers provide the Chinese black market with body parts from Africa wildlife. We hope this arrest could dismantle the entire network. According to the Commissioner Atiri, this criminal network could have smuggled over 50,000 organs over the last few years. Our investigation has shown that Chinese couriers would transport similar quality of organs by plane at least twice a week over the past two years. That means thousands of dead animals. Uh, zebra penises, for example, are often dried, powdered, and then drank to cure impotency and increase the size of a man's genitalia organs. Several animals around the world have seen their population decrease as the high demand has brought their prices up and transformed illegal hunting into an extremely lucrative business. Several animals like the black and white rhinoceros, African elephants, Siberian tigers, North American black bears, and deers have been victims to poachers in the recent years. Despite efforts to counter the phenomenon, most experts believe that poaching will probably increase more than 200% over the next 10 years, especially in Africa. And to back this up, I know that even though this is from our fake favorite fake news website, the mm-hmm. Steven Seagal movie Glimmer Man with uh, uh, Con- K- K- Kane, Kanye Wayne's, one of the Wayne brothers and Steven Seagal. Keenan Wayne's? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> and uh, so uh, he, uh, Steven Seagal is like this Buddhist monk cop, and he's got like all these, uh, he's you He's a know, Buddhist monk cop in every fucking movie he does. Yeah. Well, anyways, his partner has uh, has some allergies, and so he gives him powdered deer penis to put under his tongue to help help with a cough. So, um, you know, tiger penis and powdered deer penis is a real thing, folks. Huh. Well, I mean, I was going to ask you when you first told me about the story, uh, you said you had a story about zebra penises, and I'm like, it's got to be with somebody like smuggling penises or something. Yeah. And I thought, what are you supposed to do with a bunch of animal dicks? <laughs> and so, <laughs> first of all, I mean, obviously, you can pretty much eat any part of an animal. And just because we're in the U.S., we're a little bit uh, squeamish when it comes to this stuff. But 
You know, in China, they eat a lot of ox penis. It's supposed to help kind of, you know, boost manliness, similar yeah. to your uh, your dick tea that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, they said that when you deep fry or steam sheep penis, it tends to taste something like overcooked squid. Hmm. Uh, beef penis is said to be an aphrodisiac, and you can also dry those things out similarly to like a, a bully stick or a rawhide and feed that to your dog. And it said that uh, a lot of animal penis is said to be very rich in collagen with many benefits for human skin after you eat enough of it. Oh. You know, it's it's hard for me to judge about, you know, cooking up dick and eating it because, I mean, we've eaten cow balls before, so. Yeah, isn't that funny? Like, we're sitting here like, ooh, penises. <laughs> and then meanwhile, we're like, you know, <laughs> eating a bowl of fucking cow balls. Yeah. So, hey, uh, each of their own, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'd try it. And in other horse-related news, which is local, (laughs) (laughs) so I was on a vacation this week, and uh, you know the lady and I were palling around town, um, buying paint because we're repainting our house and getting other household necessities to do a quick remodel. And we were driving up Fifty Third Street, headed toward Mays, and right next to a local known business, there is a strip club called the red garner and as we were driving past you know how like when you're uh, there's a cop up the road people will do that thing where they honk their horns and like flash their lights yeah they'll flicker a light at you to say you know hey slow down hey there's slow down so every car that was passing us was doing that and we we're like dude what the fuck is going on and mm-hmm. so as we get closer to the strip club we see a stripper who was running up and down the road and exotic dancer Preston. It's 2019 oh, two, okay respect yeah, yeah, exotic dancer. <laughs> and um, she, uh, you know, was in uh, less than appealing attire. Um, and uh, she was chasing three horses. Now, the horses did not look well maintained. Um, they looked uh, like they haven't been fed in a while. They're kind of nasty looking horses. And uh, we're, we're like, what the hell is this lady doing? And then as we got closer to the strip club, another. Sh- uh, exotic dancer ran out, and then the owner of the facility ran out, and they were all trying to get the horses <laughs> back into the strip club. Like all these guys were getting out of their cars, mm-hmm. like, "Oh, let's help the strippers." I mean, exotic dancers. And then they took one look, and then like a lot of the guys just kind of got back in their car and like, "Nope, not my problem." <laughs> so, um, I couldn't find anything as far as like any like n- actual news reported on it. So I don't know if anybody actually called the police, but, um, you know, in Mexico, they, they do have those Mexican horse shows where strippers do unspeakable things to horses. Uh, I don't, yeah. I, I don't want to say that that's what was going on, but it was a little weird that they had three male horses running around and <laughs> a couple of strippers were chasing them. So what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Man, a sight to see, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> enough with horse cock. Let's get to the, the meat and potatoes of the show. <laughs> Poppycock. Mm. No, hang on. Let's go back to horses. Did you know the horse has the largest eyeball of all land mammals? I did not know that, but I thought you were going to say penis of all land animals. <laughs> I mean, they got a pretty good-sized dong or two. Did you know horses can produce approximately 10 gallons of saliva a day? No, I did not know that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 
Yeah, there's your uh, Equian news for the day. Stuff you didn't know you needed to know, and now you wish you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what we want to get to on the main topic here is we just want to have a little chit-chat about some lesser-known conspiracy theories that we've kind of come across. Some of them, I think, are pretty uh, compelling to read. Some are just, you know, old news that we're pretty familiar with. But I wanted to go through them because some of these are pretty fun, and some of them, I think, would be a good rabbit hole to go down, though they're not quite all of them. Will, not quite all of them will be paranormal. They're still pretty fun, and there's a little bit of stuff in here for everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But first, Preston, what is your what is your favorite conspiracy theory of everything you've read across or we've talked about? So, um, my favorite one is um, the JFK assassination, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so November 22nd, 1963, um, John F. Kennedy was assassinated and you know, make a long story short, nothing really kind of added up because like e- there's all those conspiracy theories of like the angle of the bullets. Uh, there should have been, yeah. you, you know, shouldn't have been just Lee Harvey Oswald because, you know, he from where he was at, he wouldn't be able to fire the bullet from where it hit the president. So he, he was a patsy like a Russian spy. And then, yeah. you know, as he was being put on trial, um, he was gunned down and killed by Jack, uh, Jack Kirby. Does that sound right? Uh, it was Jack Kirby. It's the, the, he didn't he illustrate like the Incredible Hulk and some other people. <laughs> wow. I just completely boned that one. Anyways. Wait a second. So Oswald was, was assassinated. Uh-huh. And so he would he was never able to stand trial. And so that's the big conspiracy. Like he was just the patsy. They killed him to shut him up so that people wouldn't find out that it was the American government or, you know, uh-huh. and we had talked about in one episode that we did about Marilyn Monroe that, you know, he had maybe had leaked UFO um, alien conspiracy stuff to her and like, hey, let me go yeah. show you a UFO. And that's why that they they possibly killed him. But there was a, a book written in the early 90s called Dr. Mary and, um, you know, the monkey virus. And huh. um, that book basically talked about how in um, the early 50s, we were trying to develop a polio vaccination. And to, to do that, the closest thing that we had at that time uh, were apes. So a lot of mm-hmm. your, uh, a lot of your like colleges would have like a privatized lab and like they had a, what they called the simian lab and they would run different vaccines and they would synthesize the vaccines through like monkey kidneys and things like that. So the polio vaccination, um, in this conspiracy theory part developed HI 16, which is basically monkey AIDS. Um, so the, the vaccination, not it cured polio, but it had this weird virus. And at the time they thought that it had only affected the monkey. So it was safe to use on humans, but they hadn't tested it. And the government's like, we know we have millions of people being affected by polio. Just push the fucking vaccine out, like get it out. If you're telling Mm -hmm. me it's monkey AIDS, we don't care. Just do it. So people started getting this vaccination. Well, then what they found is a large group of those people that got that vaccination within the year started to develop lung cancer, started to develop breast cancer. And so cancer became this epidemic in the United States during those time period. Then the government decided that they could actually weaponize cancer. And during the whole like, you know, Fidel Castro 
Cuban Missile Crisis, the government was wanting to go ahead and inject Castro with this monkey virus to go ahead and get him cancer and kill him. And uh-huh. Kennedy, Kennedy said, no, I'm not that type of president. So they said, fuck this guy. And they assassinated him. And then a year or two later, Fidel Castro, coincidentally enough, actually died of cancer. Ooh, really? Yeah. And so when President Trump was all like, I'm going to release all the Kennedy files, and he was getting ready to release everything, he had to go back and redact a bunch of things. So the big conspiracy is the reason why he had to go back and redact it is because if he just flat out gave us everything in the Kennedy files, wasn't going to show that, you know, um, we assassinated, you know, president Kennedy because of some, you know, pact with Russia or anything. It was going to show that we actually infected millions of Americans with cancer and the government had actually weaponized cancer. And that's uh-huh. why Kennedy was killed and people can't handle that. So he was like redacted, Jeez. redacted, redacted. And I'm just like mind really? blown. Yeah. Take that Holy. Kevin Costner. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> you went deep on that. I thought I you were going to say because deep. of the Marilyn Monroe and the alien shit. I mean, Holy the Marilyn Monroe's and, and the you know the titties and the UFOs. That's that's a pretty good conspiracy theory. I, I like it. Two of your it. other favorite I, things. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do. I'm not going to lie, but uh, monkey viruses and you know cancer research weapon like that's what really gets the rockers off right there. Wow! No way. Yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, my other favorite one I actually came across in this article was about uh, the secret chamber in Mount Rushmore. Um, uh-huh. So in the original plans, uh, the architect had actually made a 74-foot long by 35 feet high uh, chamber in the back of like Lincoln's head. And that was supposed to be the Hall of Records, and it was supposed to... Uh, hold America's most prized possession. So it says that the actual Declaration of Independence and all those other documents, um, that uh-huh. what's in the Library of Congress or uh, the whatever that museum is, that those are just fake documents, like the real stuff is hidden behind Lincoln's head, but that uh, also like documents for UFOs, alien conspiracies, and other things that the government wants to hide that are actually mm-hmm. in this chamber... Coincidentally, this really sparks my interest because it's called the Hall of Records, and there is a old, like, kind of Masonic folklore about how in the Chamber of Sphinx they hid, like, a bunch of books about lost knowledge, and they called it the Hall of Records. And the fact that those two are kind of called the same thing, like, hmm, it makes you stop and think, like maybe like they smuggled out all the old Egyptian documents from the Sphinx, hit them in Lincoln's head, put mm-hmm. all the other weird alien shit in Lincoln's mm-hmm. head. Like we need to start blowing up Lincoln's head and get in there, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's worth a shot, huh? And if you noticed, um, what was it? National Treasure 2, um, mm-hmm. that Nick Cage movie. They even mm-hmm. talked about how, like, America's greatest treasure of the conquistadors, blah, 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 that was actually hidden in the Mount Rushmore. So, you know, Hollywood yeah. knows, man. Hollywood knows. <laughs> well, that is very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I will see your JFK assassination in your Hall of Records, and I will raise you a moon landing. 
Ooh. Yeah, that hands down is my favorite just because I I believe we went to the moon. I'm not one of those people that says we didn't. But by God, that's one of my, my most favorite ones to read about because of yeah. how deep that cuckoo rabbit hole goes about, you know, having, um, oh God, what was that famous director's name? Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick? Yeah, having Stanley Kubrick, yeah. uh, you know, help film that, the idea of, you know, supposedly there's a copyright or a, a, an initial carved in one of the rocks and just just how deep that goes. And, you know, be it that it's most likely not true, the amount of evidence that people have, you know, brought into uh, the argument is just so compelling to me that if nothing else, it is a very wonderful uh, fabrication they've put together. Yeah, you know, my so my thing with that is I 100% believe that we went to the moon, mm-hmm. but I also believe that we probably faked the footage so that the right. footage that we saw as Americans, I believe that that's all bullshit because we are under so much pressure that we didn't want to look like failures, um, not only to our country, but, you know, like we were trying to kick Russians' ass, like screw Russia, American number yeah. one, whoop, whoop. So I think we faked it, and then that's what we aired just in case, like, something exploded or, like, everybody got up there and, like, died a horrible death. Like, nobody would have known that. cheese the whole time. Yeah. So I, I think that why they were actually landing, that they aired the fake footage so it looked like a success, and then, like, or, like, shit, we actually landed on the moon. So then when we started doing, like, a, you know, like, Apollo well, 14, 15, 16, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like at that point, like it's no longer fake, but the original shit probably totally fake just to cover our asses in case we fucked up. Right, right. I really enjoy that idea of the. Uh, I really like the fact that they say we haven't been back either. Y- yeah, you know? it and uh, so um, uh, there is an astronaut that was on like Apollo. 16 Apollo 17 was like the very last Apollo mission mm-hmm. and his name was like Paul Beam Paul Bean and when he got back he started to take up oil painting and he painted himself on the moon as you know his astronaut get up like 40 million different ways but he always had these really surreal colors so it wouldn't look like a normal moonscape. Like it wasn't just like really boring gray rocks. Like it had like almost this rainbow aura effect. And so mm-hmm. people always asked him about it. And like in one of the interviews, he just blanked the fuck out. Like he was like if somebody were, he was programmed almost like brainwashed that somebody said, hey, Paul, like what? Why did you paint those colors? What did the moon really look like? That programming would click in. And he would have like this really generic answer. And so you kind of watch his eyes and like they kind of fluttered to the back of his head for a second. And then like he just really robotically is like, um, I just like those colors. Those colors look really nice. There is no reason for me to paint the moon that way other than that I like it. And it is said, and this is kind of conspiracy theory-ish, that when those astronauts got back before they were allowed to go before the press, that uh, NASA put them under hypnosis. Huh. Let me write that one down. I want to get back to that one. Yeah, and Paul had taken a camera with him, like an old 35 millimeter, and somehow he mysteriously left it on the fucking moon. Like, this was like the last mission. They were exploring some craters. He was to take a fuck ton of photos. And then, like, when they (laughs) asked him about it, he was like, um, so guys, um, 
about that camera yeah i left that in the crater and it's still up on the moon and then nasa's like guess what we're not going back so <laughs> nice yeah did he I, really i don't, I don't think i heard that uh fact yeah. that he left the camera behind but yeah hell that's a lot of fun man shit well, Deep rabbit hole right there, buddy. It is, yeah. And that is why that topic is one of my favorites. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, one that has really gripped my attention recently, and I'll kind of start this list here of the ones I want to go over. Um, have you ever heard of the idea of the phantom time hypothesis? Nope. So, in short, the phantom time hypothesis says that basically the Roman Empire, uh, sorry, the Roman Emperor Otto Third liked the idea of ruling during the year 1000, even though it supposedly wasn't the date they were currently in during their calendar, that he forged documents and caused the entire government to change all the calendars so that we might actually currently be living in the year 1719 instead of 2016. Oh, this must be an older, uh, (laughs) this must be an older article. (laughs) <laughs> I've, I, I've I've heard a I've heard a similar theory about that, but it had uh-huh. to do with um, it was a German emperor, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Oh, really? Okay. But they historically they do not think that he existed, and or like Charlemagne, yeah, Charlemagne, mm-hmm. and um, so the histories were trying to fill in this weird gap, so they created like a fake sixty years to make like this this fake king like historically relevant and then there was another theory that um because of the dark ages that their like the, the record or writing system basically failed uh-huh. so nobody really technically knows when the dark ages happened and so they're trying to fit in the dark ages with the timeline of Christ and they somehow mysteriously like added 500 years to history that don't exist so you know, either we're 100 years off, 60 years off, 500 years off, you know, time's irrelevant. Huh. It's a concept, a construct. It doesn't exist. <laughs> right. And that that one kind of plays right into the idea of the Mandela effect. And yeah. I've been reading a little bit more about the Mandela effect. And a lot of people are saying it's because we live in a multiverse. And a lot of times the multiverse dimensions are crossing paths on one another. Man, I think we hit that topic pretty well on episode 19, episode 20, when we did um, that yeah. Beatles tape, um, all those... God, the Beatles w- one's a fun one, too. I yeah. love that one. Yeah. The idea that, uh, who is it, McCarthy really died? McCartney actually died, and it's been a uh, a body double ever since? <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that's a completely different conspiracy. My friend, the, the Mandela, oh. uh, the, the that weird Mandela effect... Was uh, where the uh, the guy um, like hit his head and woke up in an alternate universe? Oh, the one had the guy that finds the the recording the weird, and it's all yeah yeah okay. and like brought it back and so it's like he went to an alternate timeline that yeah yeah huh well speaking of music have you heard of the theory that Michael Jackson and Latoya Jackson are the same person? No. (laughs) (laughs) So this one's a little bit weirder, and I think it's pretty much poppycock. It says, have you ever seen them in the same place at the same time? Well, yeah, I have. 
Uh, it would be completely plausible for Michael to have just invented an alter ego for himself. It fits with the increasingly shy persona that he has, so making an alter ego as a woman might be a way for him to actually get out and not have to face the public as himself. But this one's just fucking stupid, because why would you make an alternate persona of another famous person? I don't know. Like uh, he he was trying to up David Bowie. Like David Bowie created that alter you know alter persona Ziggy Stardust. Uh huh. So uh-huh. Michael's like, you know what? Fuck Bowie. I'm gonna create a whole nother <laughs> person. <laughs> right. Oh god. Yeah. That one is one that's been around for years about Michael and Latoya, but they fucking did a music video together. And, uh, or I know did you they? Or did they? Oh, shit. Okay, well, let's get to a serious one here. Um, You're familiar with the book To Kill a Mockingbird, correct? Yeah. And you're probably equally familiar with Truman Capote and his book In Cold Blood. Yeah. Mainly because In Cold Blood, you know, is a murder case that happened here in Kansas, near uh, near us, I think. Okay, so there is a huge amount of people that think some... <laughs> that think Truman Capote actually wrote Harper Lee's famous novel To Kill a Mockingbird. Right, because she only wrote one book, and they were like best buds. And mm-hmm. I could totally buy into this. Like, you know what? I want you to be some. I want you to have some famous notoriety. You suck. We write you a book. We don't have to tell anybody. <laughs> Put your <laughs> name on it. Yeah, it could yep. happen. Yeah, I mean, you you pretty much covered it. Yeah. Uh, well, Capote went on to write numerous books. Uh, Harper Lee only published one other book in her lifetime outside of To Kill a Mockingbird leading many people to believe that she either ripped it off of Capote or they did what you just mentioned, Preston, and faked it as a ghostwriter so that she could get some publicity as well because the two grew up, um, you know, best friends yeah. in Alabama. They were really good friends ever since childhood. So, Or maybe she wasn't a crappy writer. Maybe he wrote this book, which was so different from his other books, but yeah. he's like, man, this is not going to go over well. And she's like, you know what? Publish it under my name. It's like a ghostwriter. Like, nobody has to know. And so he did. Ah. Okay, so how about this one? Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated in Memphis, but by the government. I could buy that. Yeah, on, uh, on April 4th, 1968, Martin Luther King Jr. stepped out on his balcony at the Lorraine Motel in Memphis, Tennessee, and was shot. Now, we all know that James Earl Ray was caught, and he also pleaded guilty. But a lot like Harvey Oswald, or Lee, Har- Lee Harvey Oswald, a lot of people think that James Earl Ray actually was a patsy as well. Yeah. And supposedly this one is so deep that even some of his... Uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s children actually believe that uh, it was the government too. So a lot of folks say that the FBI teamed up with or hired the KKK to take care of Martin Luther King Jr. because the society that they were trying to build, the government, you know, the shadow organization, was not ready for the equality that uh, MLK Jr. was preaching and there was no way to get that tide to shift back, you know, to where it was easy to kind of, you know, maintain the public, so to speak. So the only way they could do it was to uh, assassinate uh, Martin Luther King so they could get everybody back underneath their thumb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could buy into that. The governments are dirty, sneaky bastards. <laughs> they are. So one of the original Bigfoot sightings in Washington State was actually a proven hoax. 
but since then, over 2,032 Bigfoot sightings have been documented. Uh-huh, yeah. So it says, although Bigfoot sightings all over the U.S. Um, are large and far, Washington State has the highest number. Supposedly, there are over 2,030 sightings in the state, according to Newsweek magazine. There are a number of theories around the mythical creature. Some believe a ferocious beast meant to be feared, and others think he's a harmless creature that just wants to be left alone. So many other theories exist about Bigfoot. However, the original 1958 footprints that were discovered were actually a prank by a man named Ray Wallace. And these are uh, the, 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 the prints that were found in Bluff Creek. And Bluff Creek, of course, is one of the most famous sightings of Bigfoot uh, you know, of all time. But um, apparently nobody revealed that it was actually a prank until after he died in 2002. Huh. Yeah, I didn't know that. I always thought they were, you know, real real footprints, so. Yes. Now, going straight across the board for cryptids to our least favorite of all time, many people think that the Loch Ness Monster may actually be in Flathead Lake, Montana. Hmm. Fuck in eighteen eighty nine, in nineteen, I'm sorry, in eighteen eighty nine, Captain James C. Kerr and his one hundred passengers aboard the steamboat he was driving reported seeing a thirty to forty foot long creature in Flathead Lake, Montana. As of July two thousand eighteen, there have been over one hundred sightings of the foreign creature. Somebody says, I remember saying, look, look, that's it. We're seeing it. I knew immediately this because the descriptions are all the same. It was like 25 feet long from what we could see and had humps. Others say it had steely black eyes and fins. So I don't like Bigfoot. Does the Loch Ness Monster just have to be one Loch Ness Monster or could there be more? No, I mean, the, the I mean, it has to be a species, right? Because if it's just right. one, the fucking thing can't live like nine hundred years. So, you know, probably multiple. But I don't like Loch Ness. Stephen doesn't like Loch Ness. So, fuck Loch Ness. Yes, and you may have your chance after we start producing our. <laughs> Yeah. What do you call that? Messy, uh, messy silicone yeah, sex doll. That's right. The pixelated paranormal Loch Ness sex doll where you'll enjoy making a messy in our Nessie. We, we need to make an official jingle for that commercial. Yeah. And inject it. Instead of Casper mattresses, let's just start plugging our yeah. fake sex doll. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll introduce that during episode 100. Hell yeah. <laughs> Okay, another one that I actually remember reading about when I was in grade school is Johnny Gosh. Johnny Gosh was abducted in 1969 from Des Moines, Iowa, but apparently tons of conspiracies have surrounded his dis- surrounded his disappearance for years. So back in September of 1982, Johnny Gosh was 12 years old and he vanished without a trace from Des Moines, Iowa during his morning newspaper run. Without any evidence or leads, the case went cold and has remained unsolved ever since. But this disappearance has spawned so many conspiracy theories about what really could have happened to him. Some people think that maybe he was forced into a child's sex ring because those things actually, you know, did exist and were very prominent back in the 80s. They think that maybe he was whisked away to Nebraska. 
His mother, Noreen, received pictures of a man tied up in a basement, leading her to believe the theory was true. Though the man in the picture could not be proved to be gauche, there's no other evidence to prove the theory, although it still remains she did receive a very strange photo. And I'm assuming this is years later. It doesn't say that, but I mean, we're going to assume that this was many, many years after he disappeared. In 1997, Noreen said that supposedly her now grown-up son had visited her, visited her with his captor. She said that he told her he was all right and that he was still alive, igniting even more conspiracies that he might still be alive. But the police could not corroborate the mother's story and prove that to be true. And then finally, there's a conspiracy that the White House reporter Jeff Gannon is actually Johnny Ghosh because they both share similar political characteristics. Well, that's just fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. How can you prove he shares the same political characteristics as a fucking 12-year-old? Look, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And remember the... So when I was like reading this, I was like the whole entire time, this is totally missing 411. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I, I got this mystery solved. There's no real conspiracy other than the missing 411. And then I get down to the very bottom and it's like, you know, the, the kid knocked on the door, had like a weird men in black behind him and blah, blah, blah. And so the mom's like, he's still alive. Mm -hmm. Remember the story about the, the kid and the grandma and like pooping on the sticky paper? Oh, yeah, and the, the pooping the, on the sticky paper. And the grandma was a robot? Mm -hmm. The kid that knocked on the door, or the guy that knocked on the door, fake alien robot. The kid was abducted by aliens. Oh, you think so? Well, I mean, I don't know, but uh, I mean, that's a pretty good <laughs> rabbit hole conspiracy theory right there. Like, it's ours. We're putting the pin on it, copywriting okay. it right now. <laughs> we Nobody figured else, it out. Huh? We figured it out. So, oh, that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, supposedly in Alaska. There is a government-run mind control lab. In the mountains of Alaska, you can find the high-frequency active auroral research program running that helps scientists study the farthest distance of the atmosphere. The facility sits on 33 acres of land and has over 180 antenna. The antennas have collected data about the aurora borealis, radio waves, and other atmospheric occurrences for many years. Others, however, think the antennas are actually experimental weapons that can control people's minds, according to the Smithsonian. Others believe it caused the Columbia Space Shuttle to destruct, and in 2016, however, the facility did hold an open house to the public so they could see that they were not up to anything dangerous. But that one actually coincides with the idea of fluoride in our water, too because tons of people think the fluoride in the water make it easier to control via mind control. And some think that the Alaska base is basically the, uh, the home base where all the, uh, the mind control comes from. Or that the reason why the government puts fluoride, fluoride in your water is because it calcifies your penile gland and then you can't open yourself up to all the psychic abilities and open your third eye. So by the time, like, you know how kids always see, like, ghosts and spirits and stuff? So they oh, say yeah. that, like, when you're a child, because your uh -huh. penile gland is, like, up and active. And then as you start drinking, like, the tap water and you get all the fluoride in your system and you go get the fluoride treatments for your teeth, that uh, it calcifies your penile gland and shuts it, shuts it down and just makes you a dumb monkey man. Huh. Yeah. 
<laughs> Did you Boom. have your tinfoil hat on when you told me that? Hell yeah, I had, to, I had, I had the Richard Jerome tinfoil hat on right there, buddy. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those hats are kind of like the Guy Fieri um, hats you can buy, the little visors, but ours just has a ponytail that hangs up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what about mm. this one? Do you believe that there's actually a giant active volcano under Yellowstone in Wyoming? <laughs> yeah, that's. I don't understand why people think that's a conspiracy because, like, like all the scientists have done like the geothermic, you know, like radars and seismic yeah. activities. Like the fucking thing is there. Like it hasn't gone off in like millions of years, so it's overdue. But hey, if it's your time to go, it's your time to go. So Hell yeah. you know, it's like a big giant nuclear bomb. It'll be over in a couple seconds anyway. You're not gonna know. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, anyway, that conspiracy that <laughs> you pretty much just uh, pretty well covered. Uh, basically, people think that it is due to explode any day, and the government knows this and have kept it quiet. That way, it could wipe out the entire U.S. and then rebalance the human population on Earth. Fuck it, we're going to Germany anyway, so what do we care? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Okay, so let's get back to horses, Preston, because I don't think we're done yet. <laughs> in, in 1968, the Kentucky Derby was shrouded in conspiracy theories after the winner was stripped of his title. In May of 1968, Peter Fuller and his horse, Dancer's Image, won the Kentucky Derby and were given a $5,000 trophy. Three days later, however, Fuller and Dancer were stripped of their title because traces of phenylbutazone were found in the horse's bloodstream. People believed they cheated by juicing up the horse. Fuller was shocked and categorically denied the results, eventually taking the problem to court. The situation rocked the Derby community, leading many to believe conspiracy theories. Since Fuller was an outspoken supporter of MLK Jr. and even gave money to his wife Coretta King, some think anti-civil uh, anti rights believers sabotaged the horse, or at least his blood in the laboratory. Hmm. You're like the Lance Armstrong of horse racing. You got caught out, bro. <laughs> no, I don't know. I like this one. This one sounds neat, because if you want to believe that MLK Jr. was killed by the government... And this guy's trying to basically just, like, you know, help out the wife. Well, we don't want any of that, because, you know, we're not supposed to have... Uh, you know, civil equality. So why is a white man giving uh, Coretta King money? She can make it on her own steam, that kind of thing. Uh, well, I mean, I'll give it to you. Uh -huh. <laughs> so how about John Dillinger and his death and escape from jail? During the 1930s, Indiana-born John Dillinger became a national sensation and was named public enemy number one. He was wanted for the armed robbery of over 10 banks throughout Indiana and for stealing over $300,000, which is a shit ton of money from, you know, from back in the 30s. When he was arrested, he escaped prison by carving a gun out of wood and tricking the guards into letting him go. I never knew that. <laughs> what? That's amazing. The dude just basically held up guards with a fake gun. He later had facial surgery then to become unrecognizable. He was, however, killed in an alley by the FBI in 1934 after they put a $100,000 reward on his head. 
But this is where conspiracy theories begin. Some believe Dillinger was not killed in the alley because of rumors that said the body had brown eyes, while Dillinger famously had gray eyes. The body that was discovered and sent to the morgue also had signs of illness. The The famous robber, however, was never known to have. In 1963, the Indianapolis Star received a letter from someone claiming to be Dillinger, leaving many to believe the criminal survived to live throughout the 19... Oh, that he survived throughout the 1900s. Hmm. Huh. I mean, maybe his eyes went from, like, gray to brown because you're dead and, you know, like, all the weird post-mortem shit that takes place. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Maybe his eyes were rotting, and that's why they went from gray to brown. And you know, maybe when he escaped prison and was out, he went on like a coke fueled bender and got a bunch of diseases <laughs> like syphilis. And yeah, could have been. I mean, he's got all this money and a brand new face, and he's just out there just tagging yeah. and bagging, and then just uh, you know, like Pokemon, he's collecting STDs. Yeah, I mean, there's people in prison right now that like tattooed their like their eyes. So maybe he fucking tattooed his eyes. They're like, you know, that's painful. I. Uh, God, I can't imagine doing it, but eh, it's a possibility. Do they tattoo their eyes on their eyelids so it looks like they're awake when they're sleeping? No, they like the <laughs> actual like white part of their eyes. They take like ink, and so like uh-huh. they'll have like instead of white uh, around the, the 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 you know the pupil and everything, like they tattoo that part like like blue and red and like hurts like hell. But like that's that's like a prison thing. Oh wow! Huh? Didn't know that. Okay, so speaking of post-mortem and bodies, Enoch Lincoln was a famous poet from early 1800s. He was an advocate for for black and women's rights in New England. In 1826, he was elected Maine's sixth governor, and during his term, he chose the current site of Maine's capital. When he died in 1829, however, his body was placed in a crypt. In 1991, the inspection of the crypt found no remains. Enoch Lincoln's body was missing, thus sparking a slew of conspiracy theories. Some say workers may not have cleaned the tomb, and then some say workers might have cleaned the tomb and just forgot to put the body back, while others theorize the governor was never buried at all. His body has never been found. Had he ever even actually passed away? I love stories like that when bodies are missing because it makes me wonder if maybe like he died and then the guy running the morgue was like, yeah, I could bury this fucker or I could sell him. (laughs) (laughs) But like, so if you're the cleaning crew and you're like cleaning out the the mausoleum or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, like, Mm -hmm. like, where'd you leave the body? Like, uh, Jerry, what'd you, what'd you do with him? Uh, uh, I don't know. Like, so there's just, like, a dead body just, like, laying around, and then, like, I don't know, like, the vultures and shit pick them apart, and then they're like, oh, fuck. Eh, still back up. Nobody will know. Right. Uh, There's another one here about Jimmy Hoffa, but I think a lot of people already know about Jimmy Hoffa. What about these weird noises people have been hearing in the skies? Have you ever read much about that? Oh yeah, the uh, the tr- trumpet noise, which uh, signifies the end of the world. So a lot of people like that weird, like um, I don't even know how to describe it, but the, it's like a bell ringing or um, this like weird, like high pitched squeal. 
And mm-hmm. so, you, you know, your religious zealots say that uh, that's one of the signs of the apocalypse. Like, you uh-huh. know, you'll hear God's trumpets or like Odin's um, Ragnarok, like you'll hear a horn blast. And so that's that weird. Um, they almost say it sounds like a, like something like underwater, like a submarine rubbing up against something. Like it's that weird, like noise yeah. in the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And that uh, that's the herald of the apocalypse, buddy. You know, in Kansas, we've had a lot of shitty weather lately. Uh, Shayla and I got almost hit by a tornado when we were in Perry, Oklahoma. Do you remember the Joplin, Missouri tornado that happened back in 2011? Yeah. Well, apparently, a lot of people believe that that tornado was created by the military. On May 22nd, 2011, Joplin, Missouri was hit by a devastating tornado with winds that reached over 200 miles an hour. The tornado leveled the town and killed 161 people plus. However, this out-of-this-world strength of the tornado led some people to create conspiracy theories. The most popular theory is that the tornado was created by the U.S. military at a facility up in Alaska. Oh, wow, known as the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program, HARP. Oh, shit, that's HARP. Yeah. Okay, yeah, harp is something we could fucking talk about for a whole episode if it wouldn't make me fall asleep. So I uh, interject real quick. We have a mm-hmm. listener, and uh, I'll leave him anonymous. He knows who he is because we just talked about this the other day. So he lives around the McConnell Air Force Base, mm-hmm. and he was telling me the other day that um, out of all of his years uh, that he's lived in that area, that every time there's been a tornado that's actually like touched the ground that that tornado has mysteriously kind of gone around that area. Like it's never hits the McConnell air force base. Right. Yeah. 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 And that he believes that the government has the ability to control the weather because if maybe we stored nuclear weapons there at one point in time, like in the early nineties, you can't have a tornado Mm -hmm. like ripping roaring through there. And so for whatever we got going on around that, that military base, that uh, they're able to control the weather to redirect that tornado around it and like thunderstorms <laughs> around it and uh-huh, all uh-huh. sorts of weird crap. And I was like, holy God, man, you are correct. Like you, that's not even a conspiracy theory anymore. Like that's, thank you. You've just, you've won me over. Okay. But let me just poo poo all over that story because when I was younger, oh. back in the early 1994, 1995, 1993, whenever it was, I was sick with pneumonia, and my dad is military. Uh, he was he was uh, retired Air Force, and I was actually in the infirmary or the hospital on McConnell Air Force Base when the Andover tornado hit. And the Andover tornado actually ran through McConnell because, luckily enough, I was supposed to be there all night long. They were supposed to keep me in there because how bad my uh, pneumonia was. But at the last minute, the doctor said, well, let me go ahead and do one more, you know, uh, x-ray real quick. And let's check out his lungs and see how he is. And it's funny because I don't remember a whole lot of being sick then. But I do remember the one comment the doctor made when he's looking at my x-ray. I wanted to see it and I could see my skull. And I'm like, wow, it's a skeleton. And I remember the doctor making the comment. Yeah, buddy, that kind of looks like Skeletor, doesn't it? <laughs> and that's been a comment that he's made that stuck with me for so long now. But anyway, um, they let us go home, so we went back to El Dorado, and then that fucking tornado hit and tore the shit out of McConnell Air Force Base. 
Um, wow. Well, let me bring it back around. Maybe because it did hit McConnell, the government Uh figured out a way to stop tornadoes from hitting McConnell again. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. There we go. Well, you know, speaking of tornadoes and speaking of Joplin, that tornado is the same exact one that people reported seeing the butterfly people at. Do you remember that story? I think Steve brought it up once. Or maybe maybe no, Rob. No, 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 no. Rob, yeah, because Rob has that weird fetish with like jello people and butterfly people. Okay, wait. <laughs> a fetish about blob people has nothing to do yeah. with butterfly people. Why do you bring those two things together? No, because he, he starts talking about the blob people and then he's like, you know what? I'd fuck a butterfly person. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I blocked that part out of my memory. <laughs> yeah, you're like, no, I don't want to know, Rob. Stop it. Yeah. But yeah, that same tornado that was caused by the U.S. government, apparently, is the same one that uh, a bunch of children and other people reportedly saw butterfly people come down from the skies and help protect them from shrapnel and told them everything would be okay. I might bring up that more in detail when we get back to the chill, uh, the thieves of the night or whatever. Which will probably be sometime after uh, episode 100. Maybe episode 101 now. We should (laughs) probably just go ahead and promise right now at least episode 102 will tap out on Thieves in the Night. Yeah, and the thing about it is, man, Thieves in the Night, episode three is where everything comes together. That's where we get a lot of really great stuff about aliens and elves and how the two phenomenon are very much, you know, close to each other. And that's where the really creepy shit starts coming in. But I just... God, I haven't had time to put it all together because I'll read a couple chapters in one book, then I'll go to another, and it just becomes way, way, way too much to try to put together in words without sitting down for like an entire day off just to type up some, you know, cohesive story. All right, so we'll we'll at least promise episode 103. We can nail it out by 103. (laughs) We can nail that down. Really shoot for 101. I'm really (laughs) shooting for it because, yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about it a little bit on the next episode because some of these UFO uh, abduction stories I've got will have to do with children. Um, So I'll I'll bring that back up a little bit. But And then uh, this one here I think is pretty cool. On August 15th, 1977, astronomer Jerry Eamon recorded a radio signal using the Big Ear Telescope at Ohio State University. He heard a sound that was loud and lasted 72 seconds. Ehrman wrote, Wow, on a printout saying the name, The Wow Signal. Eventually, the signal was never heard again, leading many people to believe it might have been extraterrestrial. Many theorized the noise was just a comet that a telescope was picking up, but Ehrman doesn't think that's true. Some think the signal recorded was just a glitch in the uh, telescope. Others think it was from outer space. Huh. 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 Interesting. Have to look up that one again. Okay, now what about this one, uh, Preston? The Masons holding an annual meeting in the Mahler Cave in Oregon. Um, I don't know. I've never been invited to it, so... (laughs) The Mahler Cave has a long and interesting history dating back from the pre-colonial era. A 3,000-foot cave that was once used by Native Americans but is now owned by the Freemason group called Robert Burns Masonic Lodge. Hmm. Every year, they hold a meeting inside the cave, raising a number of interesting conspiracy conspiracy theories. Some conspirators are convinced the cave has a door to hell. 
Others hmm. think it connects to an underground tunnel system that stretches across the U.S. to Freemason-focused locations. Others believe satanic worship is at hand and sacrifices are occurring in that cave. So I can kind of blow this one out of the water. Oh, sure a, you can. A yeah. little bit. Sure. So um, <clears throat> here in Kansas, um, one of the one of the guys um, down outside of Winfield in between Ark City, mm-hmm. he owns like a, a rock quarry. And he set up an area to where we have what we call table lodge or not table lodge, quarry lodge. And they do it like once a year. So they just have like, you know, like an outside meal and uh, we go through one of the degrees outside and that that's it. It's just something special that they they do once a year. And it's just like a, a different venue, so to speak. Um, they, they have one where they do, um, and I forget the name of it, like candlelight lodge or whatever. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. uh, the, the whole, um, lodge meeting is, um, just like 18th century dress up like farmers and, you know, it's just by candlelight, like it's nothing, nothing, you know, conspiracy ish. Mm-hmm. It's just a different venue, change it up a little bit, have a little fun, so yeah, maybe the lodge does own this tunnel and they, you know, have like a meeting down there because, you know, fuck, we just want to get out of lodge, like tired of staring four walls and we just want to make it, uh, you know, cool. I think you guys are uh, sacrificing goats down in that cave, Preston. Well, <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't, like I said, I've never <laughs> been invited, so... <laughs> Well, to close it out, I think we'll talk about one more devil-related thing uh, that maybe the Freemasons started. Did you ever hear (laughs) the fucking ridiculous claim that the ASL, or Lou Gehrig's disease, ice bucket challenge was actually not a challenge to raise, you know, the shit ton of money it raised for ASL, but instead a way for devil worshippers to systematically baptize over, you know, what, 200 million people across the U.S. plus uh, in a satanic uh, baptism. Uh, Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, supposedly uh, ASL actually means um, Antichrist Satan Lucifer. And by dumping a bucket of ice water over your head, instead of being dunked in, you're dumping over the head ice water. You were baptizing your name... Uh, baptizing yourself in the name of Satan. So usually when you have like an acronym like that, like it would have been like ACSL because uh-huh. you have to have Christ in there. So uh-huh. ASL, Luke Erickson, like, yeah, that doesn't, doesn't really work. So ASL just reminds me of age sex location back in the days of like, you know, Yahoo checkers. See, look, you used all the actual letters in your little acronym right there. See how that, that oh, works? Oh, so you're saying Yahoo Checkers is actually systematically baptizing everybody in the name of Satan. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Conspiracy theories. We like them. You like yeah. them. Maybe read up on a couple of those. There was some interesting stuff in there. And uh, there's tons of other ones. They talk about, you know, Area 51 and Roswell and all that kind of crap. But, I mean... That's not really a conspiracy theory, but you know, you you, uh, you did it to me again because you were mm. like when you messaged me earlier, like, "Hey, man, let's talk about this." It'd be like thirty minutes. 
Nope. I, oh God, didn't I? You, yeah, you got to stop. You got to stop with a, let's just shoot for 30 minutes because that 30 minutes turns into an hour. Well, you know, like it's the nights where I think I have a really great topic planned and then something happens and I'm like, crap, I didn't have time to really finish those notes and do a really decent dive. So I'm like, yeah, let's do a quick show. Uh, these are what I call like, you know, plan B shows where it's just something yeah. really simple to talk about. But you're right. Every damn time I do it, we go well over an hour. <laughs> Oh, well, we'll cut it down. This will be a fun trick. Um, we're sitting right now at about an hour and nine minutes recording. I wonder how long the show actually will be. Uh, I'm going to go at least uh, 55 minutes. 55? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess about an hour and five minutes. There's not a whole lot I'll cut out. When I go back through and do the edit, if I get bored by a couple of stories, I might cut those out. But otherwise, fun stuff. Easy for all parties involved. So Yeah. Awesome. Well, what do you want to plug, man? Let's get out of here. Well, listen, if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow a manly beard, forget putting Chinese deer penis in your mouth. <laughs> Check out BigDobsBeardBomb.com and use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order. Check out scents like mint, citrus, dundee cedar, uh, sweet tobacco, uh, my all-time favorite, Bay Rum. Classic. You can't go wrong with classic. And if Beard Bomb is not your niche, check out the oils because the oils have that same great smell and still work their magic on you and give you a manly, lush, furry face. So, big dobs it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah. Check us out, guys, on Instagram. Our handle is PXLParanormal. That's where we post all the show notes. That's where all the photos go of the weird shit we talk about. But um, I don't think there's going to be very many weird photos attached to this one. Eh, probably not. Yeah, I don't think there will be. But um, definitely uh, check us out. Give us a follow. We are creeping up on 150 followers. I'd love to see that number just continue to crawl and climb. But yeah. uh, like I said, we got big plans after episode 100 hits. Um, otherwise, we're on Twitter. Check out our Facebook page. Um, if you like what you hear, hit us up on iTunes. Leave yeah. us a rating. Leave us a review. If you don't like what you hear, you know what? Maybe make a review as well. We don't want yeah. them, but you know, we'll take them, whatever. Yeah, at least give us three stars. We don't want the one stars. <laughs> Be generous. <laughs> Be and generous. listen, if Be you gentle. find us accidentally on YouTube and, uh, you know, if you like what you hear on YouTube, you're getting a different cut of the show. Find us on iTunes. Find us on Stitcher. Um, find us any way you can. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there I forgot about that, the YouTube stuff. You're posting uncut shows to YouTube, which, yeah. uh, don't be fooled. An uncut show, in air quotes, doesn't mean it's always going to be better. You might just get, you know, four extra minutes of me uh, stuttering. Yeah. <laughs> we're Preston really mispronouncing a lot of words. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been leaving more of that in there because to me, it just feels like a little bit more, you know, like us. Yeah. El Natural. <laughs> right. Hell yeah. All right, guys, check out Rob's solo cast, Pixelated Sausage. Check out his video game reviews he does called Attack the Backlog. Check out our friends over in Colorado, Fear and Fame. Preston, what's my favorite race car podcast ever? Sports Cars Unleashed. Yeah, check out Rich and all the guys in their sports car talk. Uh, check out the Maniverse podcast where Evan and our other buddies talk about all sorts of great stuff, uh, pro wrestling, and primarily beer. 
they talk a lot about beer and I enjoy beer. And if you enjoy beer, give them a listen because they do a lot of reviews about a lot of great brews. And uh, I think with that, that's all we have to say right now. Thank you guys so much for listening. Catch us next time and uh, bring your tinfoil hat because I've got two main stories we're going to talk about, which are two very classic UFO abduction cases that aren't exactly your typical gray aliens with the big oily, you know, black almond shaped eyes. I'm bringing the heat with some really weird shit uh, that people have seen. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, getting my towel out right now. Starting to sweat. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. And who knows what else, man? Maybe some news, maybe some other weird shit. But yeah. uh, thanks so much, guys, for listening. We will catch you next time around. And don't forget, say spooky and stay on the paranormal highway. <laughs> Is that your new sign off? That's my new sign off. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> the cast that pixelated paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal your guide to the unusual and the strange.